Dust off that bottle of wine from the back of the cupboard. Push the boat out with some nibbles. Buckle up, strap yourselves in, and hold on to the seat of your knickers. Kath and Amy, they're a little bit wrong, but oh, so right. Okay, stop doing those jazz hands. We're back for episode 15 of The Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie. Before we begin, I want you to imagine we are all reclined on those settees, you know, the ones that raise up your legs. We're keeping warm with snuggly blankets and the log fire is roaring in the corner. The smell of freshly baked bread is lingering in the air as the music gently plays. Don't be too soothing because I may fall off this chair fast asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, to keep you awake, we need a snack and drink. Well, I'm going to go for this vegetarian jerky that I found. When I ate meat, I used to love a bit of beef jerky. Chewy, Mm. satisfying. Now I found a veggie option. No, thank you very much. You haven't even tried it. I'm going for a mince pie because my daughter's still baking. They're still coming out the oven. I saw. They look amazing. And I do notice that you haven't bought me one. So thank you very much. You're getting on my nerves today. (laughs) I need to ask before we go any further. Why are you sat here with your woolly hat on your head and headphones over the top? It's an unusual look. Well, it's not really. People walk around with headphones on and hats on at this time of year listening to music. You are really winding me up. I'm wearing it, darling, because I've shaved it all off ready for a bleach session. Every now and again, it all has to come off as a grade two. And it's cold. So right now you're looking like Sinead O'Connor. Literally. I'm not taking it off, so I'm not showing it. I'll show you the fringe. There you go. Are you going to break out into song any second for us? No. Anyway, on to business. It's so lush to have your company for episode 15 of our podcast, The Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie. In our podcast, we celebrate the things we get wrong and the challenges we all face as we try to navigate this old quagmire called life. Prepare yourself because tea features heavily in this episode of our podcast because, well, in case you haven't noticed, it's January, it's freezing, it's a miserable month and who doesn't need a warming, comforting cuppa. You've got one attached to your hand constantly. In fact, I wouldn't call it a cup. It's more like a jug. If you're going to have a cup of tea, don't just have a little one because what's the point? It's just a mouthful and then it's gone. You know what I mean? You've got to have a tankard full. We'll be discussing this a bit later. And also, you lucky, lucky people, you need to get ready for Amy's confession, which is a humdinger. She literally needs supervision at all times and she should not be allowed out on her own. I feel pressurised into doing this confession I let Kath know what had happened to me and it is rather unfortunate and a little embarrassing I'm not gonna lie and Kath said that's it that's for our podcast this week no thank you I don't want to and I think I'm gonna go somewhere and hide in the corner (laughs) it is an absolute classic and it made me laugh and every time I think about it it still makes me laugh it's the gift that keeps on giving Also, I think you're going to be letting us know why we all need to steer clear of you this month, don't we, Kath? Yeah, I think I've peaked too early. I think I'm a little bit borderline hysterical at the moment and it is not going to last because it's not a sustainable emotion. So tell me, how has your week been? Well, I had my eyebrows laminated. Laminated? Yeah, that took a while to process. That like shot across the room, entered your ears and then I saw it go across your forehead. Yeah, I was quite concerned that I was actually going to be put through one of those machines. (laughs) You know, the laminate. I didn't know what it meant. Your eyebrows get glued, right? 
and then they get permed and then they get threaded and waxed and then they get tinted and it lasts for about six weeks apparently they do look nice your eyebrows are looking pretty good thank you wow i know who knew it's a whole new world laminated eyebrows yes but you're also in a bit of a grump and i'm wondering if you can tell us why well stupid me strikes again i usually do dry january not that i drink a lot but it's nice to give yourself a break isn't it i have decided in my infinite wisdom that i am also gonna do veganuary what is veganuary well you know i'm veggie now anyway yes which is lovely i really like it but now i've decided to go one step further and for the month of january take up the mantle of going vegan so no eggs You know how I like eggs. No cheese. No cheese. Well, that's it. I am not going to be anywhere near you. I mean, I know we can't hang out at all at the moment, but I'm going to even avoid you on the telephone. I don't want to talk to you. You've given up alcohol for January and now you've given up eggs and cheese. Yeah. You're not worth knowing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you fickle old soul. What is life without cheese? I don't know, but I have found one cheese alternative that when it's melted is very much like brie. So I'm hoping that's going to carry me through. It'll be like a full body detox. Wow, you're going to come out the other side not only with laminated eyebrows Mm -hmm. but Kath is gonna be what glowing what are you hoping for Uh, well probably a forager I'll just exist on twigs and berries (laughs) 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 I'm never coming to your house for lunch again ever (laughs) who says you're invited so my little munchkin how's your week been I have played my quota of games I've decided for the year for the whole year that's it 2021 no more games I'm really surprised because you and your family love a good game yeah we do but you know happened yesterday and I don't know if you've played it with all the new rules but my head cannot keep up with it so I got really stressed about the you know and then we played that game can you remember as a child when you had pick up sticks no thank you it's not for me it doesn't float my boat yeah well we played that I don't remember it being so frustrating but I couldn't pick up one without moving the rest of them then it gets worse because we finished the gamathon off with a beetle drive I don't even know what that means and I'm not sure I care well you've got these little beetles and you have to build them legs arms antennas but you have to roll the dice and you have to wait for your number to come up before you can add bits onto the beetle that sounds awful it was soul destroying oh i'd rather stick a fork in my eye and we weren't allowed to have tea till everyone had built their beetle oh no why do you do these things I'd just like to say, before we go any further in the podcast, that Kath has arrived today with a fizzy drink. Now, you'd think, that's okay. You know, she fancies a bit of liquid. She needs to keep lubricated for the podcast. It's not okay, because she keeps saying, hang on a minute. (laughs) She has a great big slug of it, then does a massive burp (laughs) down the microphone, which, unfortunately, if you can just imagine, I'm sat here with headphones on, so it echoes around my head. You are so welcome. And I tell you what, judging by the amount I've got left there's plenty more where that came from my love (laughs) so listen I want to get this over and done with it's time for the confession oh brilliant this is the bit I've been waiting for I'm absolutely dreading it but I feel like maybe if I say it it might make someone else feel a little bit better about themselves I doubt it I don't think anyone's as ridiculous as this but You never know. (laughs) Anyway, stop talking, Munchkin, because I feel like we've got to have a fanfare and just get on with it. Unleash it on the unsuspecting public. I don't want to. Oh, just get on with it. 
Well, my son has had to sadly return back to Bristol. Thinking about driving, doesn't want to risk taking the old public transport. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm not very good at maps, historically. (laughs) In fact, I'm horrendous at maps. There's a whole nother podcast that could be taken up with my map reading skills. Fair enough. I once took my mum and I across the width of Britain following railway lines because I thought it was a nice straight line on the map. Oh, mate, did you think it was just like a Roman road? I thought it was a lovely, (laughs) nice straight road. It was the most direct route. Absolute plank. So that kind of gives you a little idea of what I am like with maps. Yes. But I thought, no. I'm going to get it up, have a little look on the internet, see what I can see. I got up Bristol Mm -hmm. on the map. I got up Clifton and I was thinking, wow, there's loads of areas where you can park. My son was saying, no, there's a suspension bridge. You've got to pay for parking everywhere. It's a nightmare. Well, not what I was looking at. (laughs) There was lovely straight roads. Okay. There was a little bridge in the distance. You were thinking, what do you know? You might live there. You obviously have no clue what you're talking about. No idea. There was a lovely lake that looked really beautiful on the map. A lake in Bristol? Yes. A beautiful lake and lots of trees lining the roads. The map was quite detailed, I have to say. Okay. I was really, really impressed. So I called to my son and I said, come over and have a look because I tell you what, there's loads of free signs for parking all over the place, right near where you live. Come over and have a look. He stood over my shoulder. He gazed at the computer screen. Here we go, everybody. And he looked. <laughs> and he said to me, Mum, that is actually Clifton in Kentucky, America. <laughs> you absolute idiot. That's not Bristol, Mum. That's when I realised the error of my ways. <laughs> But I tell you what, I have since discovered there are 63 places in the world named Clifton. So it's an easy mistake for anyone to make, right? No, not really, love. I mean, it wasn't even the right country. I mean, it's a long way to go just for free parking. And I spent about half an hour looking at this map. What's the matter with you? I hope you're proud of yourself. No, I'm not. (laughs) But I tell you what, it looks like quite a nice place. I wouldn't mind going to Clifton in Kentucky, America. Just for the free parking. And the lake. (laughs) the lake. Kath and Amy. They're a little bit wrong, but oh, so right. Talking about getting things off your chest, I've got a slight issue that I need to talk through with you, Munchkin. Every time you do this, it feels really serious. It is really serious. I'm contemplating leaving and starting a new life somewhere else. And renaming yourself Sinead (laughs) O'Connor. Yes. So Christmas has been and gone is a distant memory. Except I'm still eating mince pies, but who cares? It doesn't matter. There's no rules at the moment, is there? No, I've got about 10 boxes in my larder (laughs) as well. I'm not bothered. So Christmas, okay, picture the scene. We're all gathered round the Christmas tree. Presents are opened, wrapping papers flying. The dogs are in their element, wading through it all and spreading the paper throughout the house. And everyone is merry with festive cheer. My husband said to my son, oh, Joe, give mum that present from me so I thought what is this it was squishy and I was thinking oh please let it be a really snuggly blanket because I know you've got one. Oh yes well I opened it up and it was like a fur lined jacket awful red and this awful insipid well he said it was blue but you know I can't tell the difference very well about blue and purple nothing that I would ever ever wear oh, ever how disappointing even if I was freezing cold I wouldn't put it on and then 
this was the beauty of the whole thing. I said, oh, it's a little bit large for me, but thank you. He said, well, yeah, it came from China and it is actually 3XL. I bought it for myself and it didn't fit, so I thought I'd wrap it up and give it to you for Christmas. Can you hear the tumbleweed? Yeah, I know. I don't know what to say about that. I'm fuming. Still, I mean, we're mid-January and you're still angry. I don't think I'm ever going to get over it. (laughs) I don't. So what have you done with said coat? It's in the spare room. It's an insult to fur-lined jackets everywhere. I might cut it up and make dog jumpers out of it while he's gone, (laughs) because he's going away for work soon. (laughs) Well, talking about how to stay warm, we are talking all things tea today. Coming up in our favourite news story of the week, it's all about tea, and it might make us feel a bit better about the amount we drink. First, I want to ask you, Kath, how do you make the perfect cup of tea? Well, I put a tea bag in the cup. Yes. And then I put the water in. Yes. Then I leave it for two to three minutes. Then I put in my oat milk. Okay. Well, you're nearly there. The two to three minutes is good. But first, you're meant to treat your water kindly. I looked this up and lots of sites say the same on the internet. You have to run the tap a little so the water is nicely aerated and then only boil it once to keep the oxygen level up. It's really important, apparently. Keep the oxygen level up. Perfect cup of tea. I've got an urn. Have you? You know I have. Oh, yeah. you today well that's no good then is it well my tea's lovely well it's not perfect it's not oxygenated enough well i think it's oxygenated enough but if you've got a kettle then you try it everybody and then yes you pour that hot water over the tea bag in your mug or cup give it two to three minutes ideally for the tea leaves to infuse their flavor and then there's a bit of a debate going on do you squeeze a tea bag before removal i do because apparently when you do you release extra tannic acid into the tea which gives it a bit more of a bitter taste. I don't agree with this study at all. Who wrote it? I'm going to go and find them, have a good old chat, which might involve a headlock. And that leads us nicely on to our favourite news story of the week, because every week we're going to bring you a favourite story that we've found from around the world, something that's made us smile. And this week, because we're talking all about tea, we found another reason to drink more tea, haven't we, Kath? We absolutely have. A Newcastle University study has found that drinking more than and five cups of tea a day could improve brain power in elderly people. Over 85s who enjoy regular cuppers were found to have more focus and a better attention span. They also had superior psychomotor skills. I don't Yeah, well, I looked up what psychometer means and what it can help with. And you've got your driving your car, you've got sewing, throwing a ball, typing, operating a lathe. (laughs) And playing a trombone. So should you need to take up playing a trombone, I guess what this is saying is drink more tea. Is that right? Excellent. I mean, who doesn't need to operate a lathe better? And any excuse to drink more tea? Oh, well, I'm happy with that. I mean, I feel like I've hurtled into middle age anyway. So what's more tea? If it can help your brain power, I'm all for it. Well, you're the one that looked up Clifton in America thinking it was Bristol. So I feel that you could do with an awful lot more tea in your life. Yeah, well, put the kettle on then, Kath. (laughs) Okay, it's one of my favourite things to bring you. It's the word for the week. It's our public service, isn't it? And it needs a drum roll. 
I feel that we are doing a service to the English language and I'm not budging on that stance. That's all there is to it. Okay, so come on then. What is the challenge all about? You take it into your life, you imbibe it and you use it without drawing attention to it. That's it. Job done. So it doesn't matter who you're talking to. Maybe it's on the telephone. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't really make a difference. Just slip it seamlessly in, give yourself an internal high five, move on with your life. Okay, so without further ado, what is the word for the week? Well, this is an 18th century word and it is quiddling. Oh, yeah, I know. I like the word a lot. I like anything that starts with a qua. (laughs) (laughs) And it means busying oneself with entirely trivial matters as a way of avoiding the important things you have to do. Well, I mean, we say this nearly every week, but I'm sorry. Again, this is you. If you looked it up in the dictionary, there'd be a teeny tiny picture of my little face. I'm just remembering a time when you and I used to clean graves. Again, a whole nother podcast (laughs) is needed for that. Absolutely. And I would be there scrubbing away, working really hard to get it all looking shiny and really beautiful. And what would you be doing? Supervising. Well, no, you wouldn't, would you? You'd be picking up the stones one by one and rearranging them in the little pretty pattern. Which is a way of supervising, but keeping myself busy at the same time quiddling all right fair enough i kind of thought of it as multitasking but having a second think about it i think you might be right love so can you slip our word seamlessly into conversation don't draw attention to yourself when you've done it then move on with your life give yourself an internal high five and we will salute you we love a salute now before we go because it's almost that time can you believe it time flies darling when you're talking a lot We've got to squeeze in that survival guide because every episode of our podcast, Kath brings us a interesting survival guide tip of the week. Something that we all can't live without. Is that right? Yeah, and I think it's a public service. And yeah, some of them might be interesting, but I think that's the pure joy of them. And I'm never giving the mantle to Amy ever again because I trusted her with it once and I told her with great power comes great responsibility. And I feel like she did not treat it with the respect that it deserves. Yes, we've all heard this before. So come on, what is your survival guide tip for this week? Is your sink full of dirty utensils? My tip is put some clean dishes in the draining rack. It looks like you're working on it and it makes your family feel like you haven't lost the plot. This is again another insight into your little world, isn't it? Thank you, thank you, thank you. So you're telling me that you'll come home after your night shift or Mm -hmm. you'll come home after sorting out your horse at the yard and you'll think that's a lot of dishes yeah so don't tell me you then take some clean dishes from your cupboards and place it in a draining rack to make it look like the job has been started quicker than washing up isn't it (laughs) i could not live with you i don't want to ever live with you i mean what have we learned in podcasts so far in your house it is such a weird place to be we've got treats in the tumble dryer yes we've got booby traps with rice falling out of cupboards yes and now you don't wash up you just just get clean crockery out of your cupboards and put it on the draining boards. I mean, now you're saying all this out loud, it does make me think that my house is a parallel universe. <laughs> your poor husband. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, look, it's time for us to go. It's time to leave the podcast for another week. Oh, thank you for joining us. Together, we embrace the challenges life brings, celebrate the mistakes, and most importantly, laugh as we work out how to navigate this thing called life. So say goodbye, Amy. Toodle pip. Say goodbye, Kath. Cheers and gone. <laughs>